Hi guys, welcome to the third episode of the Something Heavy Cast, where we talk about movies, video games, comic books, all that nerdy stuff. I'm Chris. I'm uh, Robert. Hello, hello. So let's get into it. Yeah, it's going to be our special uh, Sundance recap. Kind of, yeah. One of us was Sundancing. I was. I was Sundancing, <clears throat> in a way. No, you no. I think once you've gone, you're officially. It's that's you were sundancing. Okay. That should be a thing now. Sundancing. Okay. Well, and the reason why I say like sort of is because it's not like I had um, like a pass to see everything right. and get into everything because that's expensive. How much so, is that? Um, it depending on like what you want to do and how much shit you want to get into. It's mm. like it ranges from like a thousand dollars to like. $3,000 or something. Seriously? For, like, full on package. But if you have like a, the $3,000 ticket, like you can just walk in any movie you want. Yeah, you just, you just have to stay around your neck and everybody's like, come on, get on through. Whereas, I did a little more like in the style of the way we shoot mm-hmm. movies in that it involved a lot of uh, sneakiness, uh, spy tech. Okay. Um, cajoling, uh, things like that. So you basically had to Mission Impossible your way through Park City, Utah. Basically. Okay, cool. Which, you know, uh, unfortunately, that means that I didn't get to see as many movies as I wanted to see. Mm-hmm. I actually only really got to see <clears throat> two movies. Okay, what two movies were those? Uh, I saw True Story, um, and that's with uh, Jonah Hill and uh, James Franco. Was it good? Yes and no. Okay. Um, <clears throat> okay, so obviously it's, it's, it, it's based on a true story... Right, and Frank goes in prison for murder, right. and then Jonah Hill's like his lawyer. Yeah, because like the it was it was written by or like the book. It's based off of a book written by the lawyer. The book's called True Stories. So it's a movie. It's okay. a true story. True okay. story, you guys. And uh, they want you to know it's a true story. It's a true story. But basically, what it is is that um, Franco plays uh, this guy who um, is accused of killing his wife and three kids, and then he went on the run. And when he got caught, he. Um, the name he gave them was the name of this writer for the New York Times. And, like, they had never met before. And it just so happened that this writer uh, just got discredited from a story that he did where he basically... He was he didn't outright lie, but there was kind of some misleading stuff that happened. Okay. It's very unethical what he did. Mm-hmm. So he had just lost his job at the New York Times. He was trying to kind of get his shit together. And then he finds out that this guy is, like, using his name... There's this whole murder thing, so he goes to check it out mm-hmm. and meet him and kind of find out what the deal is. And over the course of it, they sort of like he decides he wants to write a book about it, and they sort of become friends. And uh, and so it, it follows along that whole thing, and then through the trial and what happened with that, and you know everything that came out. Mm-hmm. And, stuff like that. and the reason why I said that yes and no was that it was it wasn't a waste of time. I was entertained. It was. A good flick. Mm-hmm. Um, I could I could think of a lot worse wa- ways to spend two hours. Um, and although both Jonah Hill and James Franco, I think they pulled off amazing performances. Mm-hmm. I don't think that they were right for the parts. Well, yeah, because just hearing that alone, that James Franco is in j- playing a guy in jail, accused for murder. No, I don't buy that. And then Jonah Hill is a lawyer. I don't buy that. Yeah, I do have a no. Buy. He's a journalist. He's a, okay, yeah. that makes that I kind of buy. I buy that actually, but I have no problem buying Jonah Hill as a cop. So right. yeah, but it's 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 total straight drama. Mm-hmm. There's no comedy whatsoever. 
So I, I think that they both did an admirable job. Mm -hmm. um, their performances were great uh, with what they had to work with. And I don't think the script was really all that great. Okay. Um, but it looked good. Uh, it was shot very nicely. All the right. performances were great. It's just everything kind of around it was sort of like, what? So, yeah. Okay. Um, but did, did he do it? Did James Ryan go do it? Do you, do you really want to know? Yeah, I don't care. All right, spoilers. I'll put a spoiler thing. Spoilers. Uh, yeah, he totally fucking did that shit. Oh, he totally killed his wife and kids? Yeah, it's basically like he essentially uses uh, Jonah Hill's uh, character to almost to help him prep for his trial. Mm -hmm. Like, he does this whole thing where he's like, he wants, you know, he tells him that he wants to learn how to write, and he was like really. Uh, um, like a fan of his writing and all this kind of stuff. And he sort of uses that to become more, uh, uh, seem more well-read, more eloquent on mm -hmm. the stand. Okay. Um, more believable. Uh, and so he sort of uses that friendship to try and get out out of it. But he doesn't. Mm -hmm. Like, the jury sees right through it. They're <laughs> like, yeah, he fucking did all that shit. and and he goes to prison. And, which was kind of weird, too, and, and, and I didn't understand the script, um, because, basically, you know, Jonah Hill's reaction to this is like, you know, fuck you, buddy, you're a monster. Like, mm -hmm. I thought we were friends, but, like, I believed you. Yeah. But then, like, during the end credits, you know how they do with, like, two stories where they're like, this you're is like, what happened with the, you know, yeah. this is what's going on. And then it's just sort of like, like, they stay in contact. And they meet on the first Sunday of every month. It makes like, no sense if you just call them a monster and fuck you. And you yeah. Just got, and, but at that point, is James Franco like, yeah, I did it? Pretty much. Well, then, that makes no sense. Yeah. That's okay. what I'm saying. There's a lot of problems with that script. Yeah, I think so. The performances were there. The cinematography was there. But the script wasn't there. The script was just not... It wasn't very good. Okay. What was the other movie you saw? Uh, a little um, horror movie called Reversal. And how was that? That movie was great. Okay. Like, well, that was a horror movie that I've been waiting for. Why? Well, and I wouldn't so go so far as to say it's like fully a horror movie. It's like an action horror kind of thing. Mm -hmm. So the basic premise of it is is it's uh, um, there's there's this girl. I think, I think they state she's like 21 or something. Just turned 21. She gets kidnapped, and is basically held in this like dude's. Uh, kidnappy rape dungeon. Okay. Okay. <laughs> and um, they, they're not quite clear, like, how long she's been there. Like, at one point they say, it's been at least six months. Okay. Okay, but we don't know how long, how much longer. Like, it's kind of stated, like, well, the first six months. Mm -hmm. So, who knows how long she's been there. But it starts off with, like, she's already been there. It's been a long time, and she has devised a way out. Okay. Right? And so the guy, guy comes to feed her or whatever, and then he just... She just beats him over the head with a brick. Like you do. As you do. And um, she manages to free herself, and then she chains him up the way he had her chained up. Okay. And she goes to escape. And then she realizes that the house that she's being held in is, like, in the middle of nowhere. Mm. She doesn't really have, really have anywhere to run. But he has a van there, but she doesn't know where the keys are. So she goes back into the house and is sort of... You know, she's looking for the keys, you know, she finds, like, her clothes and all this stuff, cleans up a bit, and, uh, 
Like, she finds weapons and all this kind of stuff, and then mm-hmm. she goes down to where the guy's being held, um, you know, basically, uh, where are the keys? Uh, but in the course of all of, like, everything, she's going through everything, she comes to realize that he has at least four other women held somewhere. Not necessarily in that house, but... Not in the house, because it's too small. But they're somewhere. Right. He has, like, like Polaroids of them. Okay. And so she's basically like, you know, you're going, I'm going to now take you hostage, and you're going to take me around so I can free these other women. Mm-hmm. And she does this really clever, like, she takes, like, the, uh, um, shower curtain rod and then, like, telephone wire, and then she creates one of those, like, uh, like, stiff, like, leash collar things that they oh, use okay. for, like, dogs and stuff. Yeah. And she has, she's found a revolver with a whole bunch of ammo. Mm-hmm. And so she puts this thing around her, his neck and, you know, she can tighten it and all this stuff. And, and, and that's the basic premise of it. And then there's a lot of twists and turns as it goes. But it's her forcing him to take her to where these other girls are. And then it becomes kind of a bigger thing, and there's some twists in this and that. Okay. Um, See, now I want to I want to ask you for spoilers, but uh, it's a horror movie. You, have to let it, you actually have to watch it to experience it. Yeah, I think you should. Okay. So who's in that one? Anybody famous? Um, <laughs> uh, I couldn't tell you the names. Uh, the main actress, I know I've seen her in some stuff before. She's actually, she's fantastic. She does mm-hmm. a great job. Um, which, you don't see a whole lot in horror these days, like, uh, like a horror actress. Yeah. Like, doing a phenomenal acting job. Right, right. But she totally does, and I wish I could, I wish I knew what her name was. I'll, I'll put it down here or something, if you're watching this on YouTube. Um, the main bad guy is, uh, I don't know his name. Mm-hmm. But I'd seen him for. I, actually, I was sitting there through the whole movie, and I'm like, I know who this is. Who is this actor? Who is this? And I realized that um, is the bad guy from Kindergarten Cop, Richard Tyson. Yeah, that guy. That's Buddy Ravel from Three O'clock High. <laughs> you never saw Three O'clock High. I never saw Three O'clock High. Oh, you, you've done yourself a disservice. Sir. Okay, well I'll have to check that out. Okay, so he's the he's the killer. Yeah, he's the kidnapper <clears throat> kind of guy. Was he going to kill her? One would assume. One would assume. Okay. Um, like I said, there's a lot of twists and turns and stuff. And so, I that this was a horror movie that I've been like, this is we were talking about this the last the last podcast mm-hmm. is like horrors going down the tubes. Yeah. This is the kind of horror movie that people should be making. Uh, actually, scary. It, it you know, and it wasn't all it wasn't all gore or any of that stuff. It was just disturbing and unsettling, mm-hmm. and there's a lot of shit going on as you just like. I don't know about all this. However, it wasn't without its flaws. Okay. Um, there were certain points in the script, some with, like, the dialogue, that no one could say that dialogue. Mm-hmm. But there were just sort of, like, patches of it, where it was just like, you didn't even need this dialogue at all. And it's all kind of grown-worthy. Mm-hmm. You're just like, oh, God. Was it just expository just to, to explain and move the plot along? Kind of, yeah. Or it would just be, I don't know, um... I don't know, like, weird weird swearing that you wouldn't expect to come out of, like, the main character. Okay. Was it just, like, see, that's the thing, I think, like, especially with swearing, you, you have to go all in or just don't. Yeah. Because if you have, if all of a sudden, like, 45 minutes in, she just yells out, cunt sandwich. Yeah. It's like, huh? 
Yeah, that's kind of what I'm talking about. Like, I mean, you know, I kind of understand when she's, like, leading him around, and she's like, fucking boo, fucker, you know, like, okay, I get it, mm-hmm. or whatever, but then it kind of tames out a bit, yeah. she's like, you're an asshole, and it's like, he's kept you in a rape dungeon, like, I think you're being a little nice, you're a little nice, <laughs> at this point, but there is that tension, and you feel, like, her rage yeah. throughout the movie. Um, was it like a, like um, I saw your next mm-hmm. the horror flick, um, and to me it was I what I really enjoyed about that movie was that it's basically it was all shot in one location, mm-hmm. you know, same costumes, you know, nothing. It wasn't really like this huge expanse of time that went. So what, this movie was it all set in like one day? Was it kind of like stripped down, bare bones? Like it was all set in like one night. One night, okay. Yeah. Um, a few different locations, because basically she has, he has to drive her around town. So they're in and out of the city. Well, she was out of the city, but it seemed like all the other locations were in the city. Hmm, okay. Except for maybe one. Alright. Um, the other thing with it is is that um, every once in a while they'd have... And I hate saying this publicly, because I don't want to be an asshole, but eh. it's truth. Okay. Truth. Um... There's, uh, and I don't know the actress's name, and I'm sure she's a really nice girl, and a lot of potential, but it really took me out of it. There was part of this, uh, 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 another girl, kind of, one of the ones she saves, is with her for a little bit, and it really took me out of the movie because of, of, of the dichotomy of their acting ability. Okay. The main girl is a fantastic actress. And the other one not so is not in any way, shape, or form. Um, not that she couldn't be. Yeah. Uh, or maybe she just... I don't know. I'm not going to make excuses for her. I wouldn't. Whoever she is, you know, seemed like a nice girl. Just do better next time. You know. Um, and actually, the interesting part was is that afterwards, I was... Uh, it was the midnight movie. Okay. And I, I was waiting... Uh, at the bus stop to get back to my hotel okay. with a bunch of other people who had been at the, the movie. And I ended up talking to this one guy and uh, he was freaking out because apparently this girl, the one that I'm talking about that couldn't act so much, um, she's in, in an acting class with him in L.A. And he was just like, she never even told me she was in this movie. It was, it was just crazy seeing her. Mm-hmm. And he's like, I can't wait to get back to L.A. and be like, oh, it's all reversal and holy shit, you were in it. He's like, wasn't she great? Wasn't she fantastic? And you have to kind of be like, I mean, I was a little, felt a little better about it because she wasn't there. So I was like, oh, oh yeah, totally, man. She you, did a real good job. And you know what? In that moment, yeah. you went, officially went Hollywood. <laughs> yeah. You're like, if I could in your mind, you're like, oh, she's a piece of shit. But then as you're watching, you know, and you get it out of the movie, then you go and see somebody asking like, what did you, oh, she's phenomenal. Yeah, 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 she's Oh, but completely blown away. She's every scene she was in, she stole. Well, I mean, I didn't, I didn't, you know, full on like fully you know, her ego and not on it. it was, I, you know, he was just like, wasn't she great? And I was just like, yeah. It was one of those situations where you just kind of been like. So what I really enjoyed about the rest of the movie, yeah, basically, is going to like just immediate. Yeah, yeah. Heartless. I was like, oh yeah, and then the main actress was amazing. He's like, I know, right? And I'm, I will. So yeah, there was a deflect. Okay. But see, it's it's nice to see that Sundance has actual horror movies playing. 
and not yeah. just like you know South by Southwest or Slam Dance or mm-hmm. any other film festivals. It's like because I know that Sundance has the prestige of being you know the the biggest independent film you know yeah. thing in the, in the whatever. But um, it's nice to know that even though it's the midnight movie, I think honestly, uh, it's it's good that they're they're having having genre pictures play. Yeah, I think I thought so too. I was like this. I was really surprised to see because it uh, the movie's brutal. Mm-hmm. Not so much gory, but it's brutal and disturbing. Um, the only other thing uh, against it that I didn't like mm-hmm. was it was sort of um, there was these moments like. She would remember things from, like, her time before Rape Dungeon. Yeah. But they were all in the context of, like, uh, like home video camera. So there was just these little, like, one or two minutes of, like, this found footage feel mm-hmm. that I am so done with. Yeah, I'm, I'm, I think the found footage... I, honestly really do think that had a lot to do with why horror has tanked lately because like if you again and i think we talked about this before is that if you look at like say paranormal activity it's just all jump scares yeah. and it's very easy to do with found footage mm-hmm. and now there's another found footage movie that came out uh, this past weekend called the uh, project something it's a mm-hmm. uh, with teenagers who discover that one of their dads built a time machine or some shit so they start going back and forth and it's like i won the lottery or i won the high school football game it's like okay well yeah of course you're gonna go do that stupid shit yeah but it's like they keep going back and changing things and like stuff keeps getting messed up and like okay i, I get it yeah like, i i understand what you were doing like i think there there should have been like three found footage movies like blair Witch project yeah okay um i, I will say chronicle Chronicle was really good, yeah. Because I, I really, really enjoyed Chronicle. Uh-huh. And then I think if anybody ever does, like... Um, well, End of Watch was kind of found footage. Yeah. Except at, at some point in the movie... And this I, I talked about this with some, some friends of mine who were just like, just shut up and enjoy the movie. Um, there's one point where the found footage aspect kind of just ends, and it just becomes a movie. Yeah. You're just watching a movie. But what I want to know is because Jake Gyllenhaal's character was filming for his film class, right? Because he, he was a cop who was in law school and he had to take an elective credit so he took an art class. Clearly, I've watched right, this movie okay. a few times to yeah, know all these details. I didn't even remember that, but okay. okay. Uh, <laughs> and uh, I enjoy Gyllenhaal. I enjoy his work. Me too. Um, and so then you have that. And then later on in the movie, you see that a bunch of the gangbangers, mm-hmm. um, Curbside, that was our gang, um, one of their members is filming on a camcorder just for funsies. Mm-hmm. So what I want to know is, after the events of the movie, which dickless piece of shit found Jake Hall's footage and the gangbangers' footage, and they decided, I'm going to edit these together, and that's when we'll have our movie. In the context yeah. of, like, okay, if you lived in that, yeah, world. in that world. Yeah, it's like, what asshole is like, okay, I'm going to piece this timeline of events, I'm going to put this all together. Who does that? It's like Faces of Death shit. I would, I would do it. Would you really? Yeah, if given that opportunity, yeah, I'd do it. Like, if you found... Okay, so let's say that there was, like, a serial killer who was videotaping all his murders, right? Uh-huh. Okay. And to him, it's his diary of murder or death or whatever. Yeah. And then you had some, like, dude... Let's say... Let's, let's create this person. He's a skateboarder. Uh-huh. And he's filming all his friends skateboarding. But while he's filming his friends skateboarding, he managed to film that killer either dumping a body or, like, abducting somebody, and him and his little skateboard buddies gleamed the cube across the city and followed him. Right. Okay, and so he's filming this the entire time, and so you've got these two like concurrent timelines, right? Yeah. Of like, here's the killer, and then here's the Gleam the Cube army. Yeah. Okay, and and so after those kids, a few of them die brutally because obviously they're fighting a serial killer, and they're all like fourteen and fifteen. Yeah. 
<clears throat> and then they managed to save the girl who got abducted, and they defeated the killer, but his body is gone. So then after the events of the movie, you want to be the guy that finds the killer's footage, and then Skateboard Joe and all his friends in their movie, uh-huh. and edit it together as, like, one cohesive film. I mean, I'd do, yeah, I'd do that. <laughs> I think that'd be interesting. It'd be an interesting <laughs> exercise in editing, and I like to edit. I know you do. But but this makes me think is, you know, I mean, what if... I mean, because now we have fucking cameras and, and all this stuff everywhere all the time. Yeah. Like, this is becoming, like, more of a possible reality that, like, um, yeah, these kind of things could be not only filmed, but filmed at different angles, right? Right. Um, well, okay, so, like, for, I, I... Like, what if, what if uh, you know, at some point in the future there's sort of, like, that gets kind of put into, like, the legal system, is it's like, okay, so... Hypothetically, this guy goes nutso at a Seven Eleven, mm-hmm. right? And then like, so you got security cam footage, you got people's like iPhone mm-hmm. footage, which people are shooting like feature films on them shits right now. Yeah, there was one at at Sundance that was shot entirely on an iPhone five. Yeah, yeah, yeah which is uh, I didn't even see it, but I wanted to. <laughs> actually, I heard it's actually really good. Yeah, I've heard too as well. I know. I want to see it. Um, but, you know, and then, you know, let's even add in, like, the, the fucking psycho guys, like, got a GoPro on him, and he's filming everything. Yeah, I, I I wonder how long until we see somebody try to make a movie, like, a feature, a first-person feature, just with a, with a GoPro. I feel like we're giving away a lot of good movie ideas today, because I came up with, with, um... Well, see, see, I wasn't going, I wasn't talking profit here. What I'm talking about is, like, okay, so now... You know, maybe some people died, whatever crazy shit happened, mm-hmm. right? But it's all been filmed on all these different devices, right. different angles and all this kind of stuff. Dude gets captured, right? Mm-hmm. Goes to trial. What if that creates a job now where you're just like, you're like a court editor. You're like, well, here's the movie of what happened. we chose the best angles to get you know so you see what's going on yeah for the jury's benefit okay to be like but would you be one of those douchebags that put up like it's all edited by and then you'd have like you know your your youtube name and then you'd star wipe to the (laughs) to the violence yeah (laughs) okay yeah you know uh you know whatever whoever joint <laughs> All right, that's fine. Uh, no, I that makes sense. I just, I guess that's the part of the 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 end of watch movie that I always had the issue with. It was just like, okay, what rancid human soul was like? I'm gonna put together the events that led to this cop's murder. Right. Also, for some reason, <laughs> I Jake Gyllenhaal never backed up his files on his computer and deleted his SD card. <laughs> Right. He was like, ah, I'm putting it all in one. I shoot raw. I need a lot of space. Yeah. I guess so. I, I, I don't know. That's fine. Or maybe he did. They just got their hands on it. That's yeah. that's true. I guess maybe when he, maybe he had to turn all that shit in for evidence. Yeah. That makes sense. I'm going way too far with this. Yeah. But that movie, um, End of Watch, was directed by David Ayer. Okay. okay and he also did Fury, the the Brad Pitt tank movie, okay. which I never saw. Yeah, I saw. That's pretty good. Okay. And then he also did uh, Sabotage with uh, Arnold Schwarzenegger. Oh yeah, I've seen that. And, and, uh, I re- I I uh, sabotage got ripped apart by the critics. Really? Because as I understand it, the original cut was like three hours long, and it had like a lot. It was more than just like a, an action movie. It was more of like a whodunit murder mystery. 
right. with beats of like really jarring action because the violence in, the, in in sabotage is really really bad. Yeah, like it's you know it's like oh, holy shit. Yeah. Um, and I but I enjoyed that movie. I did too. I, I like I that. It. I like sabotage. I still haven't seen Fury. I want to see Fury. Fury's pretty good. But everybody dies. You can tell that from the trailer. That's what I don't like about trailers these days. And you can tell them like okay, Shia LaBeouf better die. <laughs> just in general um, you can you know Brad Pitt's gonna die and he'll be the last one to die and the only one left will be Percy Jackson and he'll be all sad but he's a man now because he survived the fight I just wrote the whole movie you pretty much did spoilers <laughs> whatever they all thought yeah, yeah. You, you haven't seen it but yeah you know yeah, what no, I know what happens and then uh, John Bernthal from The Walking Dead mm-hmm. I, you better believe he dies <laughs> everybody dies except for Percy Jackson yeah, well, you're gonna have to see it. I will, I will watch it. Yeah, um, it's still a good, it's still a good movie. I'm sure it is. Yeah, and actually, I, I I'm not saying you're 100% correct. So it's no. not really spoilers. No, I'm sure I got some details wrong, or maybe the order of death wrong. I just, I really hope Shia LaBeouf sits on a landmine. That's what he's like. Uh, and a kablamo. Yeah. I don't like him. I did like him. It, is it just because of the controversy? It, no, it's not just the concert. It's it's when he does stupid shit, like he shows up at a movie premiere with a bag on his head that says, I'm not famous. Like, okay, we agree. Now go away. Then prove it. Right. Skedaddle. I just, I think when you reach that point of like, I'm just, I'm so artistic and my integrity, blah, I'm like, yeah, those, those Transformer paychecks helped though, didn't they? Oh, sure they did. Well, shut up. It's like Miles Teller. Yeah. Reason number nine hundred that I don't like Miles Teller. Okay. He he talked about because he's in those Divergent movies, right? And he talked about um, how being in Divergent is just like beneath him artistically, and just like it's just he just did it for the paycheck. Really? And I'm like, okay, then well, that's fine. Him, then. That's fine. But then shut the fuck up. Yeah. Like no one asked you. No one made you be in Divergent and say, not like you had to sign the contract because somebody put a you know shotgun barrel in your mouth and made you sign the contract. You don't have to be in big budget summer movies, but you sure do enjoy those paychecks. Right. I just I don't like him. And I kind of wish I did. Mm. Because he seems to be a good actor. But he just seems like... But he plays the same character in every fucking movie. Okay. He just plays smug douche. Yeah. And as I've stated, like, and it's still true to this day, I've only seen him in one movie. Yeah. And that was Whiplash. I watched Whiplash. <laughs> Um, you talked about seeing the James Franco movie. Yeah. So, um, the interview, yeah. the most controversial film of the year, mm-hmm. um, is on Netflix now. And I feel bad for all the people that went out and bought it. I was like, I'm going to spend $6 on Xbox Live and I'm going to buy me the interview. Yeah. You didn't need to. No, you didn't. <laughs> you just had to wait a month and it was on Netflix for free. Yeah. Well, free, but you know what I mean. Yeah. Um, so I, you watched it. I have. I have watched it. What did you think? I thought it was better than I thought it was going to be. I completely agree. That's exactly what I was um, going to say. That is not to say that it was great. No, but it's it's good. It it has it has its moments of good, and it's an okay mm-hmm. movie. Put yeah. it that way. Uh, <clears throat> yeah, it just it seemed like a lot of like just a, a bunch of like clever sequences, mm-hmm. just sort of pasted together with this stupid plot. Um, I, for me, the 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 worst parts of the movie mm-hmm. were the fact that it was, in my opinion, clearly shot in California. Um, wow. <laughs> I know because you can't really go to North Korea. 
Um, but the best part for me was the guy who played Kim Jong-un. There's an actor named Randall Park. Yeah. He was fucking hilarious. Yeah, he was funny. Just the part when they're looking at the tank, and James Franco was like, hey, can we get in? Randall Park was like, fuck yeah, we can get in, come on. Like, <laughs> yeah. yeah, do that thing. And, okay, I'm not saying anything, all right? Mm-hmm. I'm not saying nothing. I love America, you know? Mm-hmm. Land of the Free, Home of the Awesome, all that. We Home of the Whopper. It made you kind of like Kim Jong-un a little bit. If he were that guy. Yeah. If, like, you met Kim Jong-un and he was like, dude, I love basketball and Katy Perry and getting blowjobs. And, like, do you want to go shoot a tank? And, like, and then, like, get in the tank and then shoot shit with the tank? Like, yeah, dude, I want to do all mm-hmm. of those things. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it makes absolute sense. Let's do those things now. Why yeah. aren't we doing them already? And then he hangs out with you and he talks. He's like, yeah, you know what? My dad was an asshole. I'm like, mm-hmm. he was, man. Your dad was a fucking prick. And he's like, you know what? I didn't like him either, but he was still my dad. I, I understand. Yeah. You're an all right guy, Kim Jong-un. Now, listen. The human rights stuff. You have it at about an 11. Mm-hmm. Let's kick it to a four. You know? Mm-hmm. Make it... Do do this. I want to be less bad than Russia. And I feel like if you if you became friends with Kim Jong-un, you could have that conversation with him. Right, right. And you'd be like, hey, maybe you should, like, feed your people. Because, like, we have all this extra... Korean food, you just call it food. But, like, we have all this, maybe we could give this to, like, you know, people that you're going to kill later. Yeah, yeah. Okay, so, you know, spoiler alert again. I mean, do you think, do you think that, like, like, say, James Franco's character, mm-hmm. if he had, you know, instead of just, like, turning on him, mm-hmm. once he realized that, because he, he goes under this assumption that, like, all the atrocities everybody is talking about... Are bullshit. Which is kind of overblown. Yeah. But then when he once he realizes that it's true, then he just turns on, on him. Yeah. Do you think if he stayed, like, bros with him and, and, and had that conversation, like, a real heart-to-heart, be like, yo, you, you can make things better for your people, mm-hmm. and then people would actually like you. Mm-hmm. For you. Because you, you would then be a truly great leader. Yeah. Like, we'd have a different ending as opposed to getting him getting fucking blown up. <laughs> getting blown up in a helicopter. Yeah. Um, which I thought was hilarious, by yeah. the way. Um, I think you could. Mm-hmm. It's like Joseph Stalin, back, you know, in the long, long ago, mm-hmm. killed forty between 40 million and 60 million Russians. Right. No one really knows about that. You think of the big evil, you think of Hitler, because he killed between 6 and 8 million Jews, which, I'm sorry, the Holocaust happened. Yeah. Um, we can prove it scientifically, it happened. Yeah. Um, everybody thinks of Hitler as the worst guy. Right. Stalin went, like, ten times as crazy, and no one really gives a shit. It's true. It's because he killed his own people. Right. This is the first case of, in modern times, like, where a dictator is being shitty to his own people, that um, the rest of the world's like, oh, no, we condemn that. Stalin did it back in the day, though, yeah, just kill more Russians, that's fine. Yeah, but I, I think that it's probably, um, we won't get too far into this, because it's not a, like, political show, but... It can be. It can, a little bit. But I think it's, I think it's kind of similar, in, in the way of, like, um, we condemn it, but so fucking what? Like, mm-hmm. we're just all, that's bad. And that's about as far as that goes. That's true. That's a good point. And no, that's kind of the way it was with, with, with Russia, too. Mm-hmm. Um, he's just, like, killing his own people, doing all this other kind of stuff. And we're like, we sure don't like that communism. And you're one of those. 
We gotta go. Buddy. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. But I think more to your point, yeah. If you like, if you could make friends with like a dictator, well, like what I was gonna say was that if I could make if I made friends with Joseph Stalin back after World War II, like, hey, look, um, all the all all the murder mm-hmm. that you're doing, because that's you should probably you should probably stop that. Yeah. Because I mean, you have a point and you've made it right. clearly. Yeah. You've already killed twenty million people. Top out there. Yeah. The other twenty, like, like go back. Hey, that's your last warning. Right. You continue to do the things that I don't like, 20 more million are going to die. Okay. I'm going to go now. And I think you could have been like, and then you stand behind them and you're all... Right. You just like emphasis, like you give them the, the big crazy eyes, like he's not fucking kidding, he's going to kill all of you. Please, please stop. Right. I'm trying to help you. And then you go. Right. I think you could or be then, that guy. You know, or, or yeah, you could be that guy. Or, or maybe maybe he's so far gone that you've got to be like, Yo, you just gotta, like... Maybe he can't go cold turkey on the I atrocities. Think, I like, think, like, can we scale it back a little? I don't know, man, because I think... Like, do you really need to kill that many? Why not five million? Like, like at first. Feel it out. Mm-hmm. How does it feel to not kill as many people? Today. Today. And then maybe tomorrow, you kill less people. So, like, you're saying, like, maybe, maybe we knock it down, like, one a day. Yeah, like but, one million a day. We're on like we're like on a twenty day plan. Okay. Right. <laughs> on a twenty day. <laughs> eventually, stop genocide plan. Yeah. Ease them off of it. I don't know because I think that when it comes to like atrocities and genocide, you kind of just gotta go cold turkey. You just you stop. I would think so. Yeah. But, it's not you know, like I'm it's not like at soda or options. like you know candy. And I didn't get a chance to see it, but um, at Slam Dance, what was there? Um, they had the documentary about Dennis Rodman and uh, Kim Jong Il. Or, or whichever it's one you know, un, un, un. Yeah. I think it's un. un. I'll look, okay. My, <laughs> right when all that controversy with uh, the interview started coming out, I read up about like the the North Korean cult of personality and how, you know, they, they, they say the most outlandish fucking things in the world <laughs> that like they found a cave where they found remains of unicorns and that clearly, you know, North Korea is the most magical land. Okay, no. Right. None of that shit is real. Look, I want to believe in unicorns mm-hmm. as much as the next person. Because mm-hmm. I equate unicorns to Bigfoot and Loch Ness Monster and Lake Champlain Monster. My opinion is if we can prove that one of those things is real, then it's possible that all the other things are real. Right. And I mean, yetis, okay. snowmen both possessed and abominable, right. big feet. Right. Okay. Um, and then you go further. I want there to be such things as vampires. I want werewolves to be real. I want to know that there's a chupacabra out there right now. Yeah. Somewhere. Doing a thing. Okay? Okay. I want to believe in that kind of world. There's still magic and that maybe Hellboy's coming to save us. I understand that. Okay? But I live in the really real world. Yeah. Okay? And I know for a fact that in North Korea, even if they did find a cave, I'm willing to bet those unicorn bones are plastic. Can I take a look at them? And the yeah. response would be, no, you cannot. I'm like, well, then, like, yeah. I'm going to reserve my belief. Yeah. Well, just like I was saying, is I didn't get a chance to see the documentary. I mm-hmm. wanted to, but you know, maybe that documentary is exactly what we're talking about. Maybe that's maybe that's what Dennis Rodman was doing. And he was like, "Oh, hey, man." So you want to say that, let's like, bring it down a bit? <laughs> You're here. Let's scale it back a bit. Yeah. So do you think that, like, Dennis Rodman 
is really just like an unsung hero because like he's a, he's got the nose piercings and the, the rainbow hair and everybody and the shitty tattoos and everybody thinks that like he's like, just like a big douchey loser but he's really he's like no you guys understand i am trying tooth and nail to prevent world war three i think it's possible it's possible but i didn't see the documentary so i don't know i, I wonder if it's it. like that movie he made simon says with dane cook where he was like a spy and shit dane cook was in there yeah wow exactly Hey, I never saw it. Don't you're not missing anything. Okay. I saw I saw Double Team, the movie he made with Van Damme and Mickey Rourke. Mm-hmm. When your cast, <clears throat> excuse me, consists of Van Damme, mm-hmm. Mickey Rourke, yeah, and Dennis Rodman, you are getting your money ten times worth. Okay. Yes, you are. <laughs> I it, it's it's a piece of shit. It is a gigantic clusterfuck, but right. it's so bad. Yeah. And there's a, and I guess at that point in his career, Van Damme just didn't feel like doing any of his fight scenes. Yeah, why would you? So there was another guy <laughs> who was like a good two or three inches taller, and completely different build, and mm-hmm. could do shit that Van Damme in his prime could never have dreamed of. Yeah. I was like, okay, okay, that's clearly not. All right, that's fine. Let's just continue with this. Right. And I saw it because I'm a fan of Van Damme. Yeah. You saw it, was it a commercial that he did recently? Or... Um, are you doing the splits and shit on a truck or something? On two trucks that are moving? Yeah. Him and Kurt Norris, Kurt North, Chuck Norris had this thing where, like, they were competing to see, like, who could do, like, the most outlandish splits. Oh, okay. Because Chuck Norris, I think, was doing it on top of a truck, and then Van Damme did it between two trucks, and then Chuck Norris did it on a plane, and then Van Damme did it on a space shuttle, and then Chuck Norris, like, you know, skull fucked yeah. the sun or something. I don't know. He did, like, it just kept escalating. Eventually, I was like, nope. Oh, okay. See, I didn't know anything about the Chuck Norris aspect. Yeah, if I remember correctly, it was Chuck Norris. I just saw the one video of Van Damme doing the splits between two trucks, and I was impressed. He still got it. Yeah. I watched sure. a, I watched a little bit of his reality show because it was on it was on Real Channel or something. And I I was flipping through channels and I caught it. I didn't know he had a reality show. <laughs> Neither did I. And, and his life is a fucking train wreck. Him and his wife are just they're yelling at each other like not even like she's making a point. He's making a point, but they both have their voices raised. It's just they're just yelling at each other, right. like in. And it's like, why would you? They're passionate. But your heart target. <laughs> your blood sport. Your heart. <laughs> you are time cop. <laughs> your sudden death. Yeah. An underrated Batman movie. I've always felt. Yeah. It's Die Hard and in a nice arena, but. Yeah. Because you know. It is, but speed is Die Hard on a bus. It's true. Under siege. Did we miss speed on uh, our list of awesome? Uh... No, I named Keanu. No, I in the Keanu Reeves like best movies. Yeah. Okay. No, we talked about Speed, Point Break, The Matrix. Um, One, two, three. And then Bill, Bill and Ted, and then your assertion that John Wick is the greatest movie ever made. Greatest action movie made. I don't agree with you. I ha- I have not at seen least in the past ten years that I can give you. But ever made that's a bold statement. You're discounting things like The Killer or Hard Boiled. Yeah. No, don't shrug those off. Those are. I yeah. love those movies. Okay, you damn well better. I love those movies, but you but have... not as much as I love John Wick. <laughs> well, they're really that good. I thoroughly fucking enjoyed myself. It, okay, I won't. And uh, kind of bring it back to uh, Sundance. Um, there was a counter use movie at Sundance that I wanted to see so badly. Oh yeah, Knock Knock. Yeah, but I can't directed get by into Eli Roth. Yeah. Who I saw. If because uh, he, he works out a lot. Yeah, he looked. He was. Is he fit? He 
He's a beef of a man. Yeah, he's a Okay. Again, we're not whatever. Eli Roth is a good-looking dude, right? Yeah, he's a, pretty, he's a pretty guy. He's a pretty man. He's a pretty guy. Like, the, he did some scene where he was in a tank top, and he had his hands tied behind the chair, and he had those muscle striation, the striation yeah. in, his, in his upper uh, dorsimus. Okay. And uh, I was like, damn, good for Eli Roth. Yeah. Like, I'm not... Whatever. Yeah. But yeah. All right. You know who is also like that, but you would never guess? Who? This is uh, Rob McElhenney. Really? Uh, yeah. Always Sunny in Philadelphia. Was he Sundance? He was at Sundance. Did you meet him? No. Oh. Um, he was about five feet away from me, and everybody was mobbing him and freaking out and taking pictures with him. And I was like, I didn't recognize him. Mm-hmm. And I just look over at this girl, and I'm like, who's that? Who is this person? Mm-hmm. She's like, it's Matt from Always Sunny. I was like, what? He looks like he just stepped off the cover of a magazine. Like, he's a pretty guy. Yes, he's a good looking guy. I had no idea. I think it's because he played such a douche on that show. Yeah. Because my favorite character is, is Charlie. Yeah, I went to. Because I think I, I relate more to Charlie. Mm-hmm. Um, but, yeah, he's a good looking guy. Yeah, I had no idea. Is he all swole? No, he's all swole. He's just... He's... he's, th- he's He's fit. He's skinnier than... Than you would imagine. Yeah, than you've seen in any of the episodes. Okay. Still a good show. I love that show. Um, they need to wrap it up soon. Yeah. I was, like, I, I that's why I always think that the Brits do TV so much better. You know? Mm-hmm. The Office, the original Office. Yeah, because they know when to quit. Exactly. Especially Ricky Gervais. He knows better than anybody when to walk away. Yeah. But, like, you know... Except for Doctor Who, obviously. They don't that show should never end. Yeah. Um... But like if you, if you like Life on Mars, mm-hmm. two seasons and they were done. Great show. Yeah, yeah the IT uh, crowd. IT crowd. Um, like we said, The Office. Well, mm-hmm. if you have shows like that, Faulty Towers, mm-hmm. that go on for you know, yeah, decades, it's fine. But it's but, like, but like American TV, like the American Office went on right. for ten years, right. nine or ten years. That's about two years too long. Yeah, totally. and even at seven years, like I, that's why I always felt like. Buffy, I was a big fan of Buffy's Vampire Slayer and, you know, the subsequent series Angel. Mm-hmm. Um, Buffy stayed around two years longer than it should have. Yeah. It should have five and done. Yeah, that's true. I felt that way about Dexter. Oh, Dexter, they just completely shit the bed the last two seasons. Yeah. The only the only British show that I wouldn't agree is uh, Luther. Because I want more Luther. Mm-hmm. I want so much more Luther. I want to be dripping with Luther. I love that show so Yeah, much. I, I want to be draped in Luther. Yeah. I want to just be, like, yeah. drenched in it. Yeah. If you, if you have not seen Luther, it's on Netflix. I recommend you watch it as soon as possible. And I think this is the second time on a podcast we've done this. And that's how fucking serious we are. You need to watch Luther. Get some Luther. Now! Fucking do it! He's not playing around. Go watch it. Um, they're making an American remake of Luthor. Yeah, but then... It's, okay, it's but I don't care anything about that. I don't. I won't watch it. I refuse to watch but it. But we're getting more actual Luthor, supposedly, so... That's the rumor, but there's talk about if, if the rumors are true, and uh, Idris Elba is going to follow up Daniel Craig as the next James Bond, James Bond mm-hmm. then if they're going to do like either a Luthor series or they're going to do a Luthor film, they need to do that too sweet. Sounds good. I'm on board. Get on it. Get on it. I think Idris Elba should do that. He should play Luther. Mm-hmm. Then go play James Bond. Okay? Right. And then he should do like a prequel series to The Wire, a Stringer Bell, 
Okay. okay. Jump immediately into another Luther series and then go do another James Bond movie. Right. See, here's the thing. Here's 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 my thought. Okay. All right. Because I'm firmly in the camp. I'm I'm a big James Bond fan. I love James Bond movies. Me too. And I am firmly in the camp that um, James Bond is also part of his code name. I know some people don't like it, but people need to face it that that's the way it should be. No. Because if 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 whoever was James Bond dies, they just assign James Bond 007 to someone else. Okay. Okay, which will really and I know that I know in the fucking uh, like Skyfall and shit they, you know, kind of counteract that. But whatever. No, I mean, not whatever. I, Skyfall was one of the better Bond movies ever. Okay. And see, the thing is, is that if you get into this camp, right, it'll be a lot easier. If Idris Elba does take over for James Bond, that'll be an easier sell for the racists that will pop up on the internet freaking out that James Bond is now black. They had the same reaction when Daniel Craig got cast because he's blonde-haired. Yeah. Like, you guys, fucking let it go. Yeah. So how, about, how about this? Let's watch a good Bond movie, and then like after, he, after Casino Royale, nobody gave a shit that he was blonde-haired anymore. Yeah, because it was amazing. So when they make, you know, an Idris Elba James Bond, and mm-hmm. let's say they call it, you know, Rainbow Thrust, I'm like, yeah, it was fucking awesome, dude. Yeah. Rainbow Thrust was and great. So what I'm saying is is that, what I'm saying is you, you can get in on the ground floor of this theory right now. Be no. Because, hold no. on, hold on, hear me out. Because if they make some, if they make some Luther real quick, right, mm-hmm. that could be a lead in. Because then Luther... He fucking gets assigned the James Bond 007. He gets put on... It, it, Luther is 007. No. Okay. Here's... here's. I don't like this. You know what? You How have, can you not like every single piece of... Every letter of that? Because I don't agree with it. It's wrong. No, it's like this is, this is the same thing as your Ferris Bueller theory. That I don't care for. I have a Ferris Bueller theory? Yes. I don't remember, you told me about it, and I don't remember if you originated it, but you told me about it, and the basic, the theory is this, because I love movie conspiracy theories, it's like the whole three men and, and, a, and a baby and the ghost. Right. Okay. It's not a ghost. Um, but like, okay, so the theory is, is that Cameron is actually the main character of the Ferris Bueller movie. Oh, yeah. That he created Ferris Bueller as a way to, as a split personality, much like in Fight Club, to escape the mundane drama and nightmare of his regular life. Like, he's sick all the time, and his dad's a dickhead, and his mom's gone all the time. That's And that's part of the theory, is that, like, his mom is gone. She abandoned the family. Like, it's right. just it's just Cameron and his dad. Right. And he hates his fucking life. So he, and, and Sloane is this girl at school that he's madly in love with, but doesn't know he exists. So he created this complete antithesis of his own life, mm-hmm. Ferris Bueller, who's smart and funny and popular and everybody likes him and he's suave and he's clever and he gets away with everything and Cameron needs that in his life otherwise he's going to go insane and like have a school shooting right and okay so, first of all I, I did not come up with that okay but you were the all. one that told me about I think I might have yeah I might have turned you on to it I don't like that either I'm not a fan of it either but I could see it like it makes sense it may, in, a, in a way yes yeah. but like to me I equate it with James Bond okay there's three Conspiracy theory, movie conspiracy theories we've talked about on this podcast that I don't care for. In number one being that the kid dies in Radio Flyer. He doesn't. Yeah. That James Bond is just a code name. It's not. And that Cameron is really the real person and that Ferris Bueller is his Tyler Durden. Okay. No. 
those three things and there's going to be more I don't like. I don't like that. Like, I want to believe that Ferris Bueller took the Ferrari and went out and had an awesome day in Chicago, you know, and like yeah, went no, to the ball I'm, game I'm, I'm and with you on that performed one. in the parade. That I'm actually happened. But with James Bond, you're, are you trying to tell me that Sean Connery, George Lazenby, Roger Moore, fucking all these guys. Timothy Dalton. Timothy Dalton. Pierce Brosnan. Pierce Brosnan, yeah. All of them. Same character. Yes. I can't get behind it. Are you are you saying because no one guy could do all of those things and still be alive? I'm saying it because kind of like in Doctor Who. Yeah. Like they all have different fucking personalities. In okay. ways they kind of handle shit. Yes. Okay, because Roger Moore was like more lighthearted and kind of goofy and or whatever, mm-hmm. and then it was like uh, Sean Connery was mm-hmm. like cold blooded, and he was just like pew, <laughs> get you with the tits right here, <laughs> dead. <laughs> you know, like <laughs> fucking apples and oranges. You know what I mean? I'm trying to remember which which one that was in it. Like all of them, okay. each okay. one that Connery was in, and then like Timothy Dalton was just like, "I'm here." <laughs> you know, it really was. He's like, "I signed the contract." Yeah, I showed up. Um, um, you know, Lazby was just really fucking excited to be there. And you know what? His James Bond on his, on your on Her Majesty's Secret Service is a really good Bond movie. It is. It does not and, get the credit it deserves. And it has in the very beginning. It has that little piece that uh, uh, helps solidify that theory. Because when his car gets stolen, mm-hmm. and he turns to the camera, and he's like, that never happened to the other guy. You know what I'm saying? He was saying that in reference to, like, other spies and shit. No, no he was saying it in okay, so, to the okay. last James Bond. No, I don't buy that. Yeah, because, see, here's the thing. Because it all ties into another theory that I have that is part of it. Okay? I'm listening. No, you're going to like this. Get into this. You're gonna like this. All right, let's hear. Okay, so if you know your history of James Bond movies, like the I first do. few, yeah, Sean Connery, mm-hmm. and then he bailed. He had right? enough. He had enough. Lazenby did it, but that didn't work out so well. Yeah. And then they brought Connery back for what two? I believe so. Two of them, right? So you've seen The Rock. Absolutely. Okay. Wait, wait, wait. The actor, the rest, the wrestler, come actor. No, or the movie, the movie with Sean Connery, with Sean Connery and yes. Nicolas Cage. Oh, <laughs> I know you. Okay, okay. So his character, Sean Connery's character, is the one guy who ever escaped Alcatraz. Mason, right? And he escaped Alcatraz once, but then you know, uh, and then he was captured again later, and then they, they really, you know, fucking secured them locks, and he was. Put in prison for like twenty years or whatever. Hell, <laughs> hang on a minute. They're like, we should probably change the combo every once in a while. <laughs> yeah. Um, and maybe this time we don't put the lock inside the cage. Right. So if the first James Bond, Sean Connery, okay, is a separate se- is a separate person than Lazenby's Bond. Okay, I think I know where we're going. Okay. okay. Right. So what happened was right because it's even stated in the Rock that Connery's character. Worked for the British government. Mm-hmm. Was a secret agent for the British government. Yes, he was. Okay. So, Connery's bond, right, does a mission on the U.S., mm-hmm. gets caught. Tosses ass into Alcatraz. 
right? Mm-hmm. But he's fucking presumed dead, or whatever, disavowed, back in MI6, mm-hmm. right? So they're like, all right, Lazenby, you're up. You're now James Bond. Let's do this. So he does that movie, mm-hmm. right? <laughs> Meanwhile, OG James Bond breaking the fuck out of Alcatraz, mm-hmm. right? So he comes back. I'm just going to go ahead and say that Lazenby got killed because he wasn't that good. So maybe he was on another mission, mm-hmm. and he just he bites it, right? Okay. But original James Bond shows up all, I'm back. I was stuck in Alcatraz, but I broke out. Nobody knows because I'm not that good of a spy. And they're like, cool, man, because that dude just died. Here's your name and code number back. You're James Bond again, right? So then he does a couple more movies, you know. Missions. Missions. A couple more missions. Mm-hmm. But then he has, like, a real problem, like, the hairpiece is starting to wear thin. <laughs> okay. And he's like, it's time to retire. So he fucking retires. No, he gets captured again. Okay. He's about to retire, but he gets captured again. Mm-hmm. So, so he's about to retire, like, hey, we need to do one last thing. This is your last job, and you're out. Exactly. But they, do you think that they set him up to get captured again? Because we can't have fucking the real James Bond running around out there. It could be. <clears throat> That's so a possibility. Get, okay. That's so a possibility. Then he, so then he gets, so he gets captured again. They, like, really fucking, they're like, we're going to put a couple more locks on the door. Mm-hmm. Right? And so he's he's done for. And that's when it just so happens that, you know, uh, Roger Moore, mm-hmm. they're like, well, now you're James Bond, 007. And he's like, oh, okay. Yeah. Lovely. Yeah. And he goes and he gazes it up for a bit. Yeah. Okay. Okay. And then years later, fucking uh, Nicolas Cage... It's like, you broke out of Alcatraz before you needed to help me. And that was the last mission of the first James Bond. Was to break back into Alcatraz. Was to break back into Alcatraz. Was to take back the rock. Yeah. Okay, I, I think I buy that. Because so, then even if you, if you, if you want to continue with this insanity, you could say that Con Air is a direct sequel to The Rock. Mm-hmm. Because what you could say is that Nicolas Cage's character, after all that shit went down, they kind of forced him to have a new identity. Yeah. So he became Cameron Poe. Yeah. Right? Yeah. But they realized, hey, he let Mason go. Mason didn't fucking die. Like, he's still running around out there. We saw him on a CCTV footage at a Tim Hortons in Canada. Like, that guy's yeah. still alive. Yeah. So then they're like, okay, you're going to prison. And we're going to say that you, those three guys that he killed at the beginning of Con Air, that were going to rape his wife? Uh-uh. Those were government agents. Could have been. Coming and to he, take him into custody. And he did, and he did kill them because he, did, he, he was because he befriended Connery Bond. Yeah, and he, and let he him taught go. him and, he, and, and, and at some he point he taught him some, taught him some you know moves. His and shit he, got registered as lethal weapons. Which you do. So then he got sent to prison, okay, mm-hmm. and then um Cameron Pope, Stanley Goodspeed got caught up in this whole thing with Cyrus the Virus Grissom, and mm-hmm. then he had to save the day. And yeah. after he did save the day, I think the government was like, all right, we're good. Yeah. And that's why there was no sequel to Con Air 2, Electric Boogaloo. Yeah. And then somewhere, somewhere, mm-hmm. like, I'm going to, I'm going to, I'm picturing it like a cafe in like a very small town in like Italy or something. Okay. Like Connery Bond's like reading a newspaper article about it. Mm-hmm. And then he folds it up, and he's like, credits exactly nice we did that shit have you heard like that reminds me (laughs) wow i'm like how are we not versions um have you heard of the the pixar shared universe theory yes what do you think you're the you're this guy this seems like right up your alley 
I think that um, it makes sense for the most part. Yeah, I think some of it's kind of a stretch. I think some of the 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 magic shit in terms of brave being the kicking off point for all this stuff. Yeah, um, like the whole Boo being a time traveler. I don't know. I don't think it needs to be part. Of, that needs to be it. But like, if you if you, I forget what the website is, and I forget the the, the name of the guy who wrote it escapes me. It's like it's literally like Pixar theory. Yeah, you just you can Google Pixar shared universe theory and just read it on your own. Yeah. Um, there are videos about it on YouTube. And but like it, it makes it makes sense when you look at like the by and large corporation how it's in all those mm-hmm. other movies and then um, how you know the the toys be you know artificial life which started with syndrome in the Incredibles led to the you know toys having artificial life but they kept it secret knowing that. Humanity wasn't ready, then eventually the AI took over, and there became, you know, there was at that one point, like, a war against between man and machine, so like, that was, like, right. all this crazy shit. Like, I remember reading that theory and just thinking, oh my god, it's true, it's all true. And then it got me thinking, what if all these movies that people have made, okay, mm-hmm. all these hundreds and thousands of films, but let's, but let's keep it to just American films, okay? okay? What if, in those little celluloid frames... Mm-hmm. that we've actually created an alternate universe where all this shit actually happened. Where, like, Superman and General Zod destroyed Metropolis. And Transformers took over Chicago. Right. Okay? And then you've got Detectives Mike Lowry and Marcus Burnett in Florida in the Bad Boys films being the two worst cops of all time because they went on a murder rampage and shot... Like, you know how we get in trouble? It, you know, nowadays we have all these race riots in Ferguson because one cop killed one guy? Yeah. Can you imagine if in... Real life. Two cops were running around Florida, just fucking killing people in the streets, just massive gun battles in the streets of Miami. People would, the country would crack in half. Well, yeah, and, and isn't it bad, is it Bad Boys 2 where it's like, their captain or whatever is like Henry Rollins? Yes, he's, no, he's the leader of the TNT Strike Force. Oh, okay. It's the Tactical Narcotics Team. Oh, okay. See, like, I, okay, I can remember this, but I can't do fractions. Yeah. Okay, this is what my life has become. This is why we're sitting here doing this right now. That's very true. So I, I want our skill set. <laughs> I want to believe that that's the case. Like I want to believe that there's a dude running around with a samurai sword in his trench coat and he's mm-hmm. fighting with a sword because he's immortal. Right. And he's yeah. fighting to the time of the quickening. Yeah. And right. I want to and I want to believe that thousands of years ago, on the other side of the galaxy, because that's what I think happened. I think Star Wars takes place on the other side of the galaxy. That's why none of that shit happened here. Yeah, well, it's a galaxy far, far away. Exactly. So it's like literally, and so it, and and but like it's a totally different galaxy. Exactly. It's not even ours. It's, it's not, not. It's yeah. not. It's not even Andromeda. It's far. Yeah. Okay. And then so like all that shit in the long, long ago really did happen. Yeah. There were star destroyers and lightsabers and the Jedi and the Sith. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And there was one dude, named Skywalker. Mm-hmm. And he changed it all, turned it all around. He finds us and he saved us. Well, I don't know. We'll see. But then, like three more movies to find out. But then I wonder this: all those post-apocalyptic movies, like right. The Road and Mad Max, and you know all that stuff. Mm-hmm. When when did that happen? Because clearly, like all this other stuff, like James Bond, and then like you know Field of Dreams, and all this shit happened before there was some kind of bad thing that happened, and then all the post-apocalyptic movies come in. So what are you trying to? So what you're trying to do right now is you're trying to just connect all the movies ever made, yeah. There's, okay, so like... Well, it could be done. I just don't think we're going to uh, get it done here. That'd be like a six-hour podcast, and we need, like, coffee and, like, notebook paper and stuff. But, like, yeah. I think that... I bet you you could connect all the other movies that have ever been made. 
mm-hmm. from like Lethal Weapon and Annie and like you know High Fidelity and School of Rock and all that shit. Okay, you can connect them all. Mm-hmm. Okay, they all take place in the same universe. And sure. then bam, something happened. I don't know if it was Skynet. I don't know if it was you know the Mad Max gasoline wars or something like that. But something happened, and then all those end of the world movies come on. Yeah. Okay. Well, we have a lot. To, I mean, there's so many to choose from. Of what happened. They all happened. Maybe, all they, maybe, maybe they... Maybe well, they... No, like they a... Or, uh, it's like a chain reaction. Yeah, that's a Keanu Reeves movie. And I do believe that was his uh, second film with Rachel Weiss. Nice. Which was the first one. Yeah. I don't know. Um, you know, actually, it was kind of funny because the other day, about three, four days <clears> ago, <throat> I was doing something. I don't remember what it was. Mm-hmm. But... Uh, Keanu Reeves movie popped in my head, and I was like, why the fuck didn't it was, didn't I say that for the list? That was so goddamn obvious. And then you can't think of it? And now I can't think of it again. So, that's obnoxious. I'm trying to think of a Keanu Reeves movie that we didn't name that was pretty badass. Because we named the Big Five. Yeah. Because 47 Ronin was okay. I mean, it wasn't... I liked it. It's not, but that movie was good on the merits of Keanu Reeves, and I think that's a lot of reason why a lot of people didn't like it, because a lot of people for some reason don't like Keanu Reeves, which makes no sense. And I saw him from afar in Park City. Is he really tall? Yeah, he's pretty tall. At least he seems so. Was he sad? He seemed um, busy. You know what? I I saw the sad Keanu meme. Yeah. And I immediately got defensive. Like, it pulls at you a little bit. Like, that motherfucker's been through a lot. Why don't you get up and back? Yeah, for real. Like, his wife died and his kid kid died. His unborn child. Yeah, and, like, for a long time, he didn't even have a house. He lived in a fucking hotel. Like, he's been through some shit. Why don't you leave him alone? Yeah, he just wants to hang out. He was in the Matrix. He wants to make cool, you know. He's like, this sounds cool. I'm going to work on it. Yeah. He's not an ass about it. He made all the money he needs to make. Now he makes movies because he wants to make movies. Exactly. Lay off Keanu Reeves. He's awesome. We love you. Keanu Reeves. And I want to see Knock Knock. I do want to see Knock Knock. I couldn't get in. See, and here's kind of an interesting thing um, that I didn't expect about, like, Sundance and Slamdance. Because um, I didn't get in to see anything at Slamdance, and there was, like, four or five movies that I wanted to see. Mm-hmm. I really wanted to see. Was Slamdance more, more packed than Sundance? It's, it's a matter of space and logistics. Okay. Um... You know, Slamdance uh, is all in, um, it's called the Treasure Mountain Inn, mm-hmm. and it's like at the top of Main Street in Park City. Um, and they have all the screenings there over the course of the two weeks. Mm-hmm. And when they're sold out, they're just sold out. They're like, we sold all the tickets for this. Too bad, so sad, you didn't get here in time. Mm-hmm. Right? Um, but you're more likely, supposedly, you're more likely, if there's something you want to see... If you're like, well, I want to see it tomorrow or the the next day. Um, if it has that many screenings, you might be able to get a ticket. My problem was is that I showed up slam dance and I was like, I want to see this, 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 and this. And they were like, well, that sucks because we're sold the fuck out on all those screenings of all those movies. Yeah. So, I mean, my only real hope would have been to like kind of stand around outside each one of those screenings being like, anybody hey, want to sell me a ticket? And I don't want to be that guy. No. So, it was actually easier to get into a Sundance movie. Because they have, like, on Main Street, where, like, you know, all the 
the the the festivities go on. There's only the one theater. That's the Egyptian. Yeah. Um, and then they have like ten other ones, but they're all kind of scattered across town. Some of them are close, or whatever. And they have like a free bus system that you can just hop on a bus and it'll take you to a, to whichever theater. Um, but they've they they have like now it's like a Sunday it's app, basically because showed up we showed up first day, and same thing. I mean, well, with Sundance, it was like every screening of everything ever is sold out. Um, but they have basically wait lists and you do it all through an app. So the wait list opens up like an hour or two hours before the movie. So you could be there on the app and you're like, Mm -hmm. ah, fuck. And you get on the wait list. You get issued a wait list number. Yeah. Obviously the lower your wait list number, the chances are you get in because, you know, they've sold out, but maybe just people just don't show up. Yeah. You know, or whatever. So they have empty seats. If you're on the wait list, you get in. And that's actually how I got into both of those movies. The only two movies that I saw. You got in because of wait Because I got on the wait list. Okay. <clears throat> oh, no. Uh, actually, that's not true. Um, I got free ticket oh, for, to uh, True Story. Well, free ticket's better than no ticket. Yeah. Um, <clears throat> I really want to see Knock Knock because I, I read about it. And... Uh, I do, like I said before, I'm a big fan of Eli Roth. Mm-hmm. I like his work. Um, he, he made that cannibal movie, The Green Inferno. Right, yeah, I never, never saw that. I don't know what's... He did Cabin Fever, right? He did Cabin Fever. Because I was reading something recently that they're remaking it. Yeah. And they're using the exact same script from the original. I guess like they're so. not altering the script at all. It, it, that's, well, I was reading this article on Gawker. It was on io9. Mm-hmm. And they were talking... They, they a bunch of film execs were interviewed and they were asked why does Hollywood keep making sequels and keep remaking everything right. and one executive I forget his name he, he basically said well there's two reasons that one because we want the money mm-hmm. and two because we know these properties work <clears throat> right. they know that if they remake Ghostbusters mm-hmm. people are going to go watch it because they want to see if it's really good, as good as the original, or just a complete piece of shit. Right. Okay, so they know they're going to make some money. And they continue making sequels to movies because they know that people are going to go see those properties. That's the only reason we got a Lethal Weapon 4. Right. In fact, there wasn't even supposed to be a Lethal Weapon 2. There was just supposed right. to be the one, and then Mel Gibson's character was supposed to die. Mm-hmm. In the original Shane Black first draft, you know, the original draft, Mel Gibson's character died. Right. So there wasn't even supposed to be a 2, 3, or a 4. Mm-hmm. But the reason those movies keep getting made is because they, they, the studios know people will go see this. It's an established property. We just want the money. Sure. And that I think right there is is exactly what the fuck is wrong with Hollywood. Mm-hmm. Is that okay? You don't need to remake Cabin Fever. I don't think that movie's fifteen years old. I think it came out like two thousand four or something like that. Maybe yeah. ten years old. Yeah. Yeah. Um, you don't need to remake. I, okay. In Ghostbusters, I understand that it's it's not a remake of the original. It's more of a just a continuation of the story in the same universe. Right. Which I kind of get. Superhero films, I feel, are different because you're getting a different character. Mm-hmm. But I understand that, like, maybe people didn't enjoy Captain America 2. Those people are wrong. You're allowed to be wrong. This is America. I never said I didn't enjoy it. You said you were bored to tears. That's the same thing. Um, and I think that to, to remake Cabin Fever, not that Cabin Fever is, you know, an amazing film by any stretch of the imagination. It's a good horror movie. 
Yeah. You know, it's it's good for what it is, but you don't no don't need to remake it. Instead, what I think they should be doing is they need to get guys who are making original horror movies. Like uh, I really enjoy Ty West's movies. Remind me. Uh, he made uh, the Innkeepers. He did uh, the Sacrament. Oh, okay. okay. Uh, he directed Cabin Fever Two, but he there was so much studio interference, and they turned it into this giant piece of shit that he just disowned it. Mm-hmm. Um, Ty West is making really great original horror movies, mm-hmm. and I think he's actually jumped into making a western now, like Ethan Hawke or something like that. But like he's making great movies. Like why doesn't anybody pluck him out of obscurity? He's like, hey, here's thirty million dollars, go make something. Right. You know, like I, I just. If you're making a remake of Cabin Fever, and you're not even changing the original script, <clears throat> excuse me, then why bother? Yeah. <clears throat> yeah what do, what's right. the point? Yeah. Like, I'm serious. Like, literally, what is the point of this? And Or, like, or better yet, go to Eli Roth. And be like, hey, instead of making these weird cannibal movies down in South America with all the friends you made, come back to America, here's Keanu Reeves, and even Knock Knock is a remake. Oh, is it? I, I, I believe it's a remake of a French film. Okay. And, and you know, I... I just kind of look at it and I'm like, ah, no, no more of this. Yeah, I agree. Because we talked about horror movies being in the toilet, and I mm-hmm. really do play put that on the at the feet of the people who are behind the found footage movement. Yeah, because you had that like that uh, that weird Apollo 18 movie where it was like they went to the moon. It was like this is the the moon landing you weren't supposed to know about. Like, yeah. Yes, because clearly that can be hidden. Mm-hmm. Um, and it turned out that they were it was rocks. Yeah. It was killing everybody. It was the, the rocks. Yeah. Like, okay, this didn't need to be made. You yeah. wasted, like, $6 million making this colossal piece of shit, which could have gone to a better filmmaker. Um, action movies are in the same place as horror movies, in my opinion, right now. It's just, they're not good. Right. You know, with the exception of John Wick, which, of course, I haven't seen. So you need to see it. And I don't... I don't Put class- that in front of your eyeballs. I'm gonna. And I don't classify superhero movies as action films. Yeah, they're superhero movies. They're super, it's a hey, wait, before you go too far, I do want to say something um, real quick. It's kind of a disclaimer, okay? Because I we're hoping that you know at some point this podcast will be listened to or watched, yeah, by people who don't know us. Yeah, that's true. And and who may look, kind of look into um, the things that we've done and 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 uh, oh no, we've we made are. some pieces of shit. We make garbage. We, we have made garbage. We've made garbage. Like it was bad. Our first couple films are really fucking bad. Yeah. We're I mean, very we're, well aware of that. We, we 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 didn't go to film school. We made movies, and we did that instead. Yes. Um, so, you know, we're sitting here talking like we have really any anything to say. But, you know, as, as, as viewers and fans mm-hmm. and things like that. But the other thing I wanted to kind of say is that, yes, we did make a found footage movie. A short. A found footage short. And because, and the only reason I want to mention it is because you and I are, are come down a lot about, on, about found footage now, here, and we're basically saying found footage ruined fucking horror. Now, the thing I want to point out is that when people find that and go, hey, that was part of a, a 48 hour film festival, yes, and we had no choice. We were randomly and assigned I was actually that pretty pissed to yeah, have gotten were, it. You were you it it went from being annoyed mm-hmm. to being completely frustrated. Mm-hmm. To being like, fine, let's just make the best thing we can make. And I'm proud of it. I, I think, honestly, that was actually one of the better things we made. Yeah, I, I would agree. However, I still think that movies like Paranormal Activity and shit like that are, are yeah. terrible. I would never do that again. Uh, I Yeah, no. And, I, and, the, and the only time I did, and the only reason I did was because I was forced to. We were contractually obligated. Yeah, so. Just clear that up. Okay. <laughs> End of disclaimer. Yeah. Now, 
I really do think that there haven't been very many good action movies lately. I can't. You're honestly, right. You're right. Honestly, John Wick's the only one I can really think of. Honestly, I can't I, think I, of an action movie I saw in the last. And again, I'm not counting superhero films, but in the last like well, ten are years. Are you talking? Are you talking about American? Because if you're talking about stuff like like the Raid. But yeah, okay. So like, if you're gonna. Okay, but I'm sorry. The Raid Two was a fucking horror movie. Yeah, it was, man. I'm sorry. <laughs> like 900 people, die. more people die in that than like Return of the King. It's absurd. Yeah. Now understand, I love the Raid One and Two. I think that they're brilliant. I, I, no American has the balls to make a movie like that. Of course, you'd have to make it. A Welshman in Indonesia would have to make that movie. Right. You know what I mean? And yeah. and they're just they're and I cannot believe they're gonna make an American remake. But like, <laughs> they already basically made the Raid. It was called Judge Dredd. That's what I was gonna bring up. You know, I'm saying that there were no good action movies. Dread was fantastic. Yeah. I thought Dread was great. I mean, I love Alex Garland. I think he's a great writer. Um, Carl Urban was perfect. And it was a really good action movie. But, like, that came out in, what, like, 2010? Yeah, something like that. That was, like, three years ago. Yeah. And then, well, now four years now. And then you had uh, John Wick. And it's just like, when is somebody Mm going to make, like, a decent, good action movie? I think it's because, um, unlike you or I, I think most people put superhero movies into that category. I guess so. And so they're like, oh, there's been nothing but action movies. They're like, oh. Yeah. Man of Steel is Blockbuster action Blockbuster action movies. Whatever. I wouldn't... And I just want... And also, just real quick, um, I just want to mention that uh, I I really love Dread. I love Dread as well. And goddamn fucking Urban was in it. So is that his name? Carl Urban. Yeah. Carl Urban was in it. And I still love Dread. I know. I love Judge Dredd. I think it was great. Yeah. I did watch um, 300 Rise of an Empire. Yeah. Uh, because it was on HBO. Okay. And I was like, okay, I saw the original 300. I enjoyed it. Mm-hmm. I'll, I'll turn this on. And it, it was one of those movies where I was like, okay, why? Yeah. There, we would have been, we're fine with it. We'd have been fine without it. Yeah. It's like, I get it. It's fine. Yeah. I'm trying, I'm just trying to think of like, yeah, see, because if you think of action movies in the last few years, you think of, like, superhero movies. Yeah, you know, the Avengers, you think of Spider-Man. It's like, no, those aren't action movies. Those are superhero movies. Actually, there, there was one that I really enjoyed, but I, I, apparently nobody uh, nobody watched. Because you're probably the only person who's going to know what I'm talking about. Mm-hmm. Uh, Haywire. Oh, with Gina Carano. Yeah, that movie yeah, was actually, I, I, fucking awesome. I enjoy Haywire. Yeah. Um, it was actually a Steven Soderbergh movie. Yeah. Which kind of blew me away, and I was like, what? Yeah, because he basically made that movie because... Gina Carano makes him horny. I had the exact same theory. I'm like, he wants to fuck Gina Carano. He's like, this is my best shot. Which, fair enough, I understand. Hey, you know what? Guys have done shittier things for for some tail. Yeah. Make a movie about a chick. I don't know if it happened. If, if it, it did, you if know, it did, congratulations. For, to both of them. Everybody's a winner. But, yeah, the movie was pretty awesome. And she was really awesome in it. Haywire was good. There's a, um, a movie called Blue Ruin. I've seen Blue Ruin. Okay, I don't know if you could qualify that as an as an action movie, more more so as a drama mm-hmm. with I'd violence say it's in more it. More of a drama, yeah. Or it's like you know, okay, again, history of violence yeah. or Eastern Promises. Those have yeah. really intense sequences of violence, but they're not action movies by any stretch. They're dramas, right? Yeah. Um, yeah, Blue Ruin is like that. As I understand it, Blue Ruin's a really good movie. It is. Oh, I want to watch it. You should. But see, it's just like. I think that's how people are handling action now. So you have drama, 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 and then when the action happens, it's just so jarring and violent. Mm. People just don't know what to do. It's effective. It is effective. It's a ploy. Because, but it's you know, effective. like, Blue Ruin is one of those movies where you're like, <clears throat> or afterwards, you're just like, mm, okay. Like, I really enjoyed this movie. 
and I don't feel so good about life anymore. It's just really depressing. Yeah, it's a. It's grim. It's grim. That's the best way to describe a movie like that. Yeah. But um, yeah, I don't know. I'm just I'm worried about the state of action films. I'm worried about the state of you know horror movies, genre pictures in general. That meant like and then sci-fi. I'm really worried about science fiction movies too because everything good now is coming out on TV. In terms of fantasy, you've got Game of Thrones, which I love. Uh, you know, action, you have uh, the Cinemax series Strike Back, which is fantastic. It's really good. Okay. Um, you should check it out. You might like it. Um, you know, like, just TV has got everything good. Mm-hmm. You know, even agree. political thrillers, like, you know, nothing's in the top house of cards. <clears throat> and it comes back this month. I didn't know that. I'm very excited. Oh, yeah, it's every February. Awesome. Did you you've seen House of Cards, right? Yes. You watched the whole run. Yes. Okay. Did you watch Orange Is the New Black? Yes. <clears throat> Other than being half turned on the whole time. Okay. Because you kind of were, and then you'd be like, ah, no. That, at least that was my reaction. I think I, th- I think I had that kind of uh, reaction at the beginning, like the first few episodes. Mm-hmm. You're like, what am I in for? But then you find out what you're in for, and then it's like, not even worth the half chub. I don't know. I think there were a couple episodes where I was just like, I'm just gonna rewind that part a little bit. Alright. Um, are you gonna? You've seen the whole run. Yeah. Okay. Did you like it? That's a complicated thing, for me. Okay. Because here's the thing: I don't understand. Um, like I feel like I'm a person that, uh, like I understand myself and my tastes. Yes. And like what I'm into. Right. Things like that. And. Orange New Black seems to be like kind of the wrench in there because I've watched the whole run. Like, yeah, whenever this, you know, the season would pop up, mm-hmm. I'm like, okay. I don't but I'd start watching it like begrudgingly. I'm like, wow, oh, fuck. And then I'm like, and then I spend the next, you know, couple of days watching the whole season. Uh-huh. And every episode, I'm like, the writing is terrible. Uh-huh. The performances are terrible. Um, I'm not getting any, like, you know, grindhouse uh girls, you know, in girl, girls in prison kind of thing, out of vibe out of it. Uh-huh. So, why the fuck am I watching this mm-hmm. as I'm, like, clicking for the next episode <clears throat> to start? I cannot give you a solid reason why I watch that show. Okay. Um, I will say this. My girlfriend watched it. And then she was like, you really need to watch this show. It's a good show. All right. Kept putting it off, kept putting it off. I was like, oh, I'll watch House of Cards instead. And, you know, you fall in love with House of Cards and you run through the whole season, the whole two seasons, and then you're just sad when it's over. And I don't know what to watch it. Yeah. And you see that Wings is on Netflix. I'm like, I'm going to watch all nine seasons of Wings. You're the corniest show ever made. Yeah. And then you're like, all right, Wings is over. And if, if there was ever a show made for white folk. <laughs> it's Wings, dude. It's Wings. That's a white show. Yeah. Like, if you, if you go back, because I remember there were a couple of times where the show gets kind of risque, yeah. and they talk about, like, boners or something, and I'm sure back then it was like, whoa, whoa. Yeah. And nowadays, if you if you were to take that show and put it up against, like, It's Always Sunny, I'm like, clearly this television show came from hell. Right. And this show was made by, and funded by the 700 Club. Like, specifically for them. Like, literally, the yeah. devil made this show, and he thinks it's hilarious. Mm-hmm. These people are from the whitest part of heaven. Yeah. They're in, they're in good heaven. Yeah. Yeah, but that's a corny ass show. Mm. But then, you know, Wings is over. I finished Gilmore Girls. Mm-hmm. You need to watch Gilmore Girls. 
I will try. You need to. Just I will get try. It, over. it is the best. Okay. So I'm like, all right, I'll watch Rise of the New Black. So put it on, and I'm just like, okay, it's better than I thought it was going to be. Mm-hmm. But I, it's maybe to me it was overhyped before I watched it. Because mm. everyone's like, oh, it's like you've never seen a show like this. I'm like, yeah, it was called Oz. Yeah. And it's with, Oz was with dudes. Like, instead of it being, like, hot chick-on-chick, well, not hot, but just chick-on-chick action, it was yeah. dudes butt-raping other dudes. Mm-hmm. Like, it's just, you know. And it was far more compelling. Um, It, it was compelling, but out of fear. Because you kind of feel like, God, if I don't watch this, like, am I going to... I have to see the end of it. I have to, yeah, I have to finish it. Yeah. It's kind of how I felt about Oz. I was like, okay, I've I come like, this far. I feel like Oz saved a lot of people from a life of crime. I guarantee you Oz kept me from doing anything stupid. I was like, because mm. number one is I do not want to get raped. Yeah. In any stretch of the imagination. Yeah. I don't want to be mouth raped uh, right. or hand raped. I don't want to have to, you know, put my fingers in places it's not supposed to go. Mm-hmm. Okay. I don't even wipe that hard. Okay. And then, like... I don't want to get murdered. I don't want somebody to beat me to death with a weight, you know, like a, like a weightlifting weight. Mm-hmm. I don't want to get, like... Like, shivved in the neck. I don't want to get shivved in the neck. I don't want some dude named Adebisi to, like, stab me in the side a couple times. And whilst I'm bleeding, he puts his headphones back, back on, bends me over a kitchen table, and rapes me. Right. Like, I don't want to be that guy. Yeah. And then I, I don't do want to have a conversation with him, though... About the technology of keeping his little tiny fucking hat on his head. <laughs> That's the only question anybody ever has. Is like, not like anything else on the show. Like, how's the hat stay on? It's gotta be. I don't think they glued it. I think there's or taped it. I think the hat was too afraid to move. Yeah. It was an inanimate object, and it felt the fury and the wrath of Simon at a beast. And it was like, fuck that. Like, you guys think what he does to you, that you should see what he does to me at night. Nope. Yeah. Every night. Yeah. They fed a dude ground glass. I remember that. It was uh, Shibeta, one of the crime lords. Mm-hmm. Hey, no, I don't want to go to prison, dude. It's a harsh show. It's it was it was it rough, was, man. Yeah. You know what's funny though? I bet you anything. If we go back and watch it, we're like, it's not so bad. Like, what were we so hurt? Because we built it up in our minds. Be like, no, dude, fuck scared straight. Watch Oz. This that's the thing though is that I didn't. It, I watched the whole run of Oz, like way later. In like one go. Yeah. Wow, you're crazy. No, and no. I, I watched, watched the entire run of Oz over the course of like a month. In 2012, that was my experience with it. That's a lot of prison life in one month, dude. That is not healthy. Those are dark times I, that, for everyone. Yeah, yeah. That, was, that was some sick shit. Yeah, I don't think I can handle it. Yeah. That's actually the reason why I've seen so much of um, of Big Bang Theory. It's kind of to balance it's it. Kind of wash some of the Oz off. I think everybody. I think everybody goes through. Like I was watching Gilmore Girls, and I was like, oh, like I can't, I can't do this right today. I don't care about her getting into college or whatever. I'm like I don't want to deal with this. I need to watch something with violence in it. Yeah. So you put on Dread, or you put on, you know, Wolf Puncher, and you just like, all right, okay. Well. Yeah. You've seen Wolf Puncher, right? Yeah, uh, the Gray. The Gray. Yeah. Love it. Liam Neeson. It's he's punching wolves, dude. Yeah. The movie ends with him getting into a fist fight with a wolf. Yeah. Yeah, he just wraps broken glass in his hands. Like, yeah, I have to do this shit. He's yeah. saying that prayer, and he's like, got his eyes out. Let's go, fucker. Because mm-hmm. you kind of imagine if you were lost in the wilderness, like, and you knew you were going to die, right? Mm-hmm. You think you'd want to have that kind of, like, testicular fortitude and just, like, get some, like, sharp rocks and put them in between your hands and, like, fucking tape them with your shoelaces on, you know, just, like, tie it up, yeah. and then you'd have, like, a sharp stick, and you're just like, all right. Yeah. 
Yeah, and then like Bon Jovi starts playing, and you go out in a blaze of glory. Yeah, like I want the theme song from Young Guns too. Yeah. Yeah. Blaze of glory. Yeah. Yeah. But then, just as me and the wolf are coming, I want the Rocky Three photo finish. Oh yeah. All the wolves are watching, and we're just, and then, yeah. just, and it fades to black. And what they don't show is that I was immediately murdered <laughs> by the wolf. It will just kick the shit out of me and eat me. I think I, I think I'd probably get at least one or two in the neck. You can do some damage because as he was running at you and he's got a stupid wolf paw up, like you'd think that you could like punch him in the side with your rock fist. Yeah, you just kind of like deflect. And then just get him in the neck a couple of times. Or you'd want to, like, let him shoot for the double leg, okay? Right. Wrap your legs around him, and when he's trying to bite you in the maw, grab his ear, his, like, dog ear, and just start fucking shanking him on the side like that, right? Yeah. Okay, and you're just stabbing him, and you got him wrapped up because you got him pulled out, and you do the body triangle. Uh-huh. Okay, you lock your feet up like that, right? Right. And you're stabbing the shit out of him. Now, remember, he's biting you. He's he's not in you, and you're like, yeah, I'm bleeding, but you're bleeding with me, motherfucker. Yeah. Okay, and then eventually you want to get the knife in, and then just start digging. You dig, right? Yeah. And eventually, maybe you just you 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 killed him, but he killed you. Yeah. That's what I'm going. For. I'm going for a draw. Yeah. Well, I think that's what happened in the movie. Probably. Don't they show that at the end credits? Yeah. Yeah. And uh, after the end credits, it's sort of like. Yeah, it's both of them. It alludes the fact that he killed the wolf, but they the wolf got. Well, him. the wolf's still breathing. But he's dead. But he's he's moving. Is he? Like Neeson's is moving. And breathing. And the wolf is just breathing. So maybe Liam Neeson won. Maybe. Just maybe. It's a Brian move. Yeah. I still want them to shoot. go back and shoot that. Which thing. I actually just saw Taken 3, by the way. Terrible? It wasn't terrible. It was just sort of like... What's the point? Yeah. Just... Okay. Because somebody already ruined the movie for me. They told me what happened. Because they hate me. Um, so, spoilers, I guess. For yeah, spoilers. Two. If you don't want to skip this part. Um, so it's Stuart behind everything. It's her husband. It's Lanny's husband. Yeah. He, uh, why did he kill her? Uh, insurance money. Oh, because he was going broke? He owed money to a mobster. Why is it? Okay. Well, then does Brian Mills get vindicated at the end? Yeah. And it's... Yeah. <clears throat> um, because fucking Ghost Dog is there and he's like... <laughs> And he figures that shit out. <laughs> we don't refer to anybody. But, you know, fucking Rake showed up, and then Ghost Dog was there, and then yeah. fucking Desperado was in Expendables 3, and then Terminator yeah. showed up too. Exactly. Yeah. But yeah, and so it was like, this is total spoiler territory. So the whole thing is, is that uh, Spencer is like... Stuart. Stuart. Why did I say Spencer? I think it's something else. Stuart was like, um, he owed the money to the mobster. Mm-hmm. And so he killed his, the wife to get the insurance money to pay him off. But then he figured, hey, she used to be married to Brian Mills, and he loves her. So why don't I just kill her, keep the fucking money, and then essentially like create this whole scenario where it looks like the mobster did it to Brian Mills, but, but it looks like Brian Mills did it to everybody else. So while they're chasing Brian Mills... He's chasing down the mobster. So then the idea is that he kill the mobster and then he just keep the money. Oh, uh, so he's trying to get Brian Mills to do his dirty work. Yeah, that was the twist. And Brian Mills was like, hang on a minute. And he puts yeah. it together and he's yeah. like, nope, I'm coming to fuck your neck up. Yeah, pretty much. Okay. <laughs> okay, so um, uh, I think that's it for today, everybody. 
Once yeah. again, we we extolled on the virtues of Keanu Reeves, and uh, yeah, we we uh, we it's it's apparent that we have very strong opinions uh, about Keanu Reeves and horror movies. And I, you know what, I I hate to say this, but I think your theory about the Rock being an inadvertent sequel to James Bond, I kind of it's a James like Bond it. movie. I kind of like it. I'll give you that one. So I'm hoping some you know someday I'll get some kind of like Reddit validation or something. <laughs> You want the internet cops to come look into this? Yeah, this is just, you know, someone's like, check out this awesome theory I just heard that really ties up. The James Bond shit? Some, some James Bond shit. Like, really clears it up. I, I want to be discussed on a Reddit theme, but, like, nicely. I know it's asking for a lot. Yeah. But I also want to be a 9-gag meme. Yeah. Where it's just like, you know. Yeah, whatever. Yeah. I mean, even if it isn't all that nice, it's just, like... Be clever about it, I guess. Yeah, if you're gonna insult me, just that's fine. Just I mean, it's like, like we know we're fat. That's yeah. So. But we're not that stupid. Not much. No. But anyway, that's anyway, it. um, yeah, we got some, uh, we got some other shows coming up on this channel. Yes. And um, they're gonna be fun, and hopefully they'll be coming up soon. Yeah. So it's not just gonna be the podcast here. Um, so there'll be news upon that. Uh. Forthcoming, yeah. Forthwith, uh, or whatever, however you say that. Forsooth, forsooth. So, um, yeah. If you like it and you want us to keep doing this shit, this shit, more shit, more shit, like you know, there's that whole like and subscribe and all that. Yes, share, please like share with your friends. Yeah, share, I hate yeah. saying that. I hate saying it. Really subscribe, you know, but you know. I think sharing it is more important too. Yeah, you share it. Yeah, share. So, anyway, Robert, thank you. No fears. We'll see you next time. Bye bye.